Greetings, Matt comrades. It is I, your humble Dragon Master, Mike Gergoni, here to say hello after a long hiatus. As you may or may not have noticed, depending on when you're listening to this episode, we have been off for a few months now. This is not originally as planned, unfortunately, due to a combination of rampant diseases, scheduling issues, and just overall life getting in the way, we were forced to take a couple of months off. But we are back. What you're listening to now is our first episode back after this long forced hiatus. But due to podcast time travel, this particular episode was recorded prior to all of those life-born shenanigans that caused us to take a break. But it was never released because it may or may not end on a bit of a cliffhanger, and I thought it would be a little off-putting to release an episode that ends in such a fashion only to take a couple of months off in the interim. So what you're hearing now is an episode that was recorded a couple of months ago, But it will be shortly followed up next week by an episode that has more recently been recorded. So, if you hear a little bit of things off, us making passing references to, oh, I don't know, a giant gap in time that occurred, that is why. Again, I apologize for the delay in the release of this episode, but I thought it would be prudent to release it in such a fashion that it was immediately followed up upon rather than just letting that cliffhanger spoiler alert, dangle in the wind for a couple of months. So, without further ado, I bring you to Material Components, Episode 61. Material Components, Season 2, Episode 61. Raising the Stakes. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Heck You're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Howdy. Hey, everybody. I'm Olivia, and I'll be playing Florina Vacalor. I'm Elliot, and I am playing Shay. I am Michael, and I am playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I'd have to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Elliot, do you remember mm-hmm. what happened last time? I do. So we have had a meeting at a uh, casino, a hotel. We didn't really realize it was a casino until later. Um, And we decided to just go scope it out before the actual meeting to kind of figure out, you know, entrances and exits, what the place was all about, um, and maybe have a little bit of fun. So we went back to the ship to freshen up a bit, change into some clothes for the folks who had gotten new wardrobes, and we headed over. And it turns out it is a casino um, called the Five Flames. Yeah. Yes. Doing great. Five Flames. Even got the number right? 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a miracle. Uh, so we <laughs> entered the five flames uh, to uh, just all the blinking and binging and boinging and banging of a casino. So Oswald and Amari went to go get a table in the uh, restaurant area where we would be having our meeting. Uh, and Florian was like... I'm going to go play cards. And so for uh, Shay was like, okay, great. I'm going to go keep an eye on the funds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we split the party as we love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, Marion Oswald um, got some drinks. Um, talked about something. More 12 loco lore was established mostly. Ah, yes, mm-hmm. that's right. That's right. <laughs> It's the narrative through line of the most important part of the show. Um, This winds up being all about twelve loco at the very end, Mike. (laughs) It was all. I'll be very happy. I I honestly, I'd be okay with that. Mara is more twelve loco than anything else. (laughs) Twelve does break into three. Mm. Um. So (laughs) stupid. Uh. And uh, Florian uh, went and played some cards. Uh, some Queen's Court is the the game of choice at the card tables. Uh, until a uh, squad of three folks came into the casino, made kind of a beeline for Florian. Um, so Shay and Florian made their way to the restaurant with uh, those people still following them. Um and uh, got a table. And Florian, uh, who is very direct, uh, just sort of got up and went over to the bar and was like, hey, what's going on? Well, wait. First, I tried to be very smooth and have a bathroom rendezvous with oh, some this of is the true. people. Boy, did bathroom rendezvous the- with strangers is just you- what we're going with here, huh? <laughs> you did go and stand in the bathroom for a couple minutes. That's true. I, I forgot It's the Oracle zero, zero Way. <laughs> yeah, it's so- Tried to solve a bathroom puzzle with them. It's just okay? a different kind just, of bathroom yeah. yeah. You know what? I thought I could solve it with my fists. <laughs> I think you were hoping for fists. a Mission Impossible Henry Cavill style bathroom I puzzle. I mean, she always is. Mm, yeah. Who doesn't want that? It's but that's true, not what we got. Though, though actually, <laughs> I assumed it would be more like the world's end scene in, that takes mm. place in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, damn, that's a funny movie. Um, but that but didn't work Florian, out. Yeah, no, it didn't work out. Uh, but uh, Florian just sort of went up and was like, "Hey, what's going on? What's the deal? What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening." Um, and it seemed that earlier, a couple episodes ago, when Florian was not being direct, um, and tried to be like, "Hey, you want to?" have some guns fall off the ship um it didn't go over super well so uh another faction uh that we are quickly very quickly learning there are various factions that we're going to have to deal with in this uh port city um came in the casino to confront florian and they were super nervous though because of another party in the uh restaurant uh and we kind of didn't know what was going on there but uh, they kind of confirmed, hey, Florian, you're not going to like try to be a weirdo anymore. Great. We're going to go leave. Um, and that's when the other party left. 
uh, roughly the More same time. Yeah. So you, you had three individuals follow you into the restaurant. They struck you as military, though who's military? You're not entirely sure. Yeah. You know you are in the Freehold Republic's space here, so it'd be a good guess to say that they're probably Freehold. Yeah. But they seem to be nervous about having a direct confrontation due to the presence of one Ragna Faversend, the apparent owner of this establishment and something of a local magnate. To what degree and what exactly her business is, you're not entirely sure, but she seemed to spook the military types. So that probably tells you something. Yeah. Leastways, um, she identified one of the military types as a Captain Hughes. You're still not entirely sure what he is the captain of, but regardless, yeah. she seemed to be of a mind to simply make her presence known to those who are observing and then go about her business. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um. So at this point, we met up with our contact uh maybe a little bit after that but um yeah um this this monkey this reeny folk uh came in um i still did we ask for the name again did we ask for the name or did we, we still just did. like i don't think we got a well no we tried did. to ask and he was unable to answer um uh, so he said he wanted to go by the name of monkey paw yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. So Monkey Paw course, yeah. came and, and met with us. He uh, seemed to indicate that he had is. some sort of neurological problem that prevented yeah. him from saying certain words. Who knows why? What a mystery this is. Who, who um. Uh. So he came and uh, kind of gave us the scoop about how we could get our hands on the Formian generator. Mm-hmm. Again, that- I was right. Again, wow. Whew, that twice in was one night. It's never going to happen again. For two. To steal it. Yes. It was the easiest way to get it with the five-finger discount. Because it turns out that Ragna Faversend's little boy toy um, is going to be playing in a Queen's Court tournament. And he's got a Formian generator in his uh, his hot rod. Uh-huh. And the best way is for us to snag keys off of him and then go steal his Formian generator. This is true. During and the you tournament. Have been given entry into said mm-hmm. tournament that is occurring tonight at midnight yes. here at the Fives Flames Casino and Resort. Yeah. Kind of late. Well, that's when the high that's... rollers are doing their high rolling. <sighs> if it's you... not the most dramatic time possible, is it even a high stakes poker? Like, game? can we do like yeah. a nice 645? Like Look, tournament, like of oh, you want less time to prepare? No, no, like tomorrow it's about six forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more time, please. Thank you. Yeah, get a good no. meal under my belt and everything. That that's for the seniors' uh, Queen's Court tournament while the buffet is open. Yeah. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. a person who has a Formian generator won't be playing in it. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. Boo! He's missing out. Buffet. <laughs> But yes, we can let them know during the game. Yeah, we'll let them know. Yeah, (laughs) you are aware that you need to steal the access chem for this hot rod off of Declaned Shattersword, the proverbial boy toy of the owner of this establishment. Also, uh, 
He's got like an Atheum pistols on like shoulder holsters. Um, Yes, you have been informed that apparently he is well known for touting around some gold plated handguns. Yes. Um, And part of that gold plating is that in like a monogrammed script, they say dagger on them. (laughs) Fetch me my sword. (laughs) Full Baz Lerma. I will not be a part of this. Thank Full you. Leguizamo. <laughs> but yes, it appeared at the end of last session that you had determined that two of you would be uh, focusing on the game itself, while the other two would be attempting to secure some kind of advantage by accessing the security systems of this place. Are there certainly loosey goosey about the (laughs) specifics of what the other two were doing, you know, because we don't know. Yeah, it's true. Like, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be honest. I don't know where Shay would be most useful. I I honestly don't know if it's in the game or if it's trying to fuck with the hotel systems. Well, we uh, as we discussed before. Winning the game doesn't actually matter. It's right. just getting the item off. Yeah. So uh, potentially hacking into a system just to get an advantage on a game we don't need to necessarily win is unnecessarily risky. Uh, it's, but it's maybe less about getting an advantage on the game and more about like a distraction. Yeah. yeah. And and mm-hmm. or not having them immediately be like, oh, it's these four. <laughs> Because you also know that the entry fee into this tournament is 5,000 jewels, which, while not ruinous, is a substantial amount of your funds that you have to play with. Yeah. So. You still don't have to win. You just don't have to lose all of it. (laughs) But also, think about our good fortune, should we win. Just want to put that out there. By rollers, we can make a lot of money. So several facts are presented to you here. Declan Shattersword, boy toy of the owner of this establishment, will be playing in this tournament. Your objective here is to distract him long enough for somehow to retrieve the access chem to his personal transport. How you do that, it's up to you. But... Whether or not you, like, force him to bet it in the tournament or try to steal it out of his pocket, that's up for debate. What is important is that while you're playing, he is distracted. Hopefully. Again, the possibility remains that he might be driven out of the tournament suddenly. That would be bad as well. Yeah. Now, uh, Shay had uh, brought up the idea of Shay going in a la Vesper in uh, Casino Royale. Now, let me suggest something else. That exact same scenario, but Oswald. What do you think of my new outfit? Mm-hmm. 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 Shows off my plumage. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for yes anding. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah. So I guess. Uh, listen again. I yeah. I don't. Uh, <laughs> How I want to approach this is, as the clock strikes midnight here in the Five Flames Casino, 
please let me know where each member of Oracle Zero finds themselves. Give me a declarative statement about where you are as all of this is beginning. And we will start with Amari. Oh, lovely. Okay. Um, so Amari is... <sighs> How much time do we have? Before no time. It's started? midnight. It's midnight. Oh, shit. Where are you okay. at midnight? Uh, I am uh, scoping out the door, the entryway of this like high rollers um, kind of like suite um, uh, trying to get a lay of the land, um, figure out like what best entrances and exits are, see if there's anything else that we should be concerned about cameras pointing towards the door, all that fun stuff. Okay. Trying to be tactical. You are not the one playing in the tournament then? I think Florian should be playing in the tournament. So Amari is standing at the door to the suite in accompaniment to whomever is playing in this tournament. Mm -hmm. And as we go around the table, I think we will slowly begin to whittle down who it might be who is sitting at that table. But it is not Amari, as per your statement right now. Uh, Shay, where are you at at midnight? Shay is in the room. In the room where it happened? In the, in the room where it's it <laughs> happening. Um. So Shay is amongst the crowd here in the room of this, I wouldn't exactly call it a suite. It is a large open air room on the second floor balcony that overlooks the main casino floor. From this position, you can see there are still tons of people in the casino. There are still plenty of people over at the bar that has now also converted its main floor into a dance floor. There are lots of people up on this second story kind of ringed balcony with little alcove rooms off to either side where the higher stakes Queen's Court and Dragon Knuckle tables are. You are in the largest of those alcoves, mingling with a crowd that is also about to observe this very high-stakes game that will consist of five players in total, one of which is one of your companions, one of which is Declan Shattersword. Oswald, where are you at midnight? Now, if we're going off of pure impulse, uh, I, Oswald have found myself in Declan Shattersword's uh, room in the building, digging through his stuff. Okay. (laughs) That took such a turn. Yeah. (laughs) For real. For real, though. So somewhere in the Five Flames Resort, in a hotel room that you managed to find, you are now uh, slowly closing the door behind you as you have found your way into Declan Shattersword's personal suite. Yes. Florian, where do you find yourself at midnight? Uh, Florian is right at the door. Um, like, has not entered yet. Um, and is sort of, uh, like, apologetically like a like arriving at the very last second to be let let through and is apologizing to the doorman i've since changed out of the like super nondescript stuff i uh that florian picked up from mr monkey paw i keep almost using his actual name 
What yeah. actual name? He is Mr. Monkeypox, as far as you know. Yep. It's Greg. It's Greg. It's Greg. Yeah. Um, and has like Greg instead gone else. gone full opposite and is just like dressed totally like a fucking cow like cowboy, super eccentric looking. Um un unusually the metal arm like the the kind of weird janky looking metal arm is exposed. Um, and yeah, he's saying to the doorman, like, oh, uh, sorry, I'm late, mister. I think this is where I'm supposed to be and like handing over his entry ticket. Okay. The security individual, there's no real door into this space necessarily. It's an open air kind of alcove on this second story. And the security individual will take the entry token look down at it look back up at you and gesture over to the side where a private uh, chip exchange is happening at a small cart and you can see that your competition is already either at the table or milling about nearby getting their drinks right as this is about to start uh and I think before he goes to the chip exchange, he's gonna... Are there, like, um, servers or... Mm -hmm. like? Yep, there are absolutely people going in and getting your drink orders. No food is going to be served at this, but you can absolutely get a drink. Then he's gonna grab, like, the first... Like, as the second he steps through the door, he's gonna grab, like, the first server uh, he sees and says... Uh, and says... Um, how about you give me a drink, honey, and we'll order something like, I don't know, like, like fancy, but play, like an old fashioned, like a space old fashioned, a new fashion. They call it the elder fashioned. <laughs> and then I'll go exchange my chips. So is this okay. like, is there seating? Like, is the, the poker area separate from the crowd area or like, is the crowd mingling also with the players before the thing starts? Before the thing starts, the table itself is sectioned away from the crowd by a very fine red velvet rope and nothing else. So the players and the crowd can interact just over that rope if they wish. But the players are inside the roped off area and the crowd is outside the roped off area. There are okay. several large, burly, stetter individuals with jackets on that may be concealing weaponry mm -hmm. that are standing nearby that look as though they are casino security. Okay. Uh, uh, one thing I'll, I was going to ask. Oh, sorry. Sorry. You go. Uh, I like, uh, I'll like catch Florian's eye and kind of like give like a little like flirty, like, oh, hello, cowboy. Uh, Florian will just like tip his, tip his hat, but I'm not going to like go over and acknowledge yeah. you, I don't think. Okay. Like, I don't know this bull. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. He's hot. <laughs> Where's the beef, indeed? Where's the beef? Beef's right here. Oh, Amari, as you're yeah. observing the area with your mm -hmm. uh, tactical point of view, you note that there are tons of ways in and out of this particular area. There is a... What looks like to be a server's entrance off towards the back wall that seems to lead towards some kind of service corridor. You're not exactly sure what's back there, but that's where the people are taking drinks to and from. There is also 
an elevator on the like exterior hallway to the south of where you are, to the north of where you are, the corridor stretches off and kind of curves around the large open space that this upper balcony rings to look down on the casino floor. Are there any, like, visibly, like, secure doors that people are potentially coming in and out of with, like, security measures? Like, you can see on the very north end of this circular balcony that you're standing on, there is an elevator that is marked private. And Mm -hmm. you know for a fact that the person with the chip exchange came out of that elevator. Okay. This room you are currently on the edge of, though, is very exposed, very open, and anyone can kind of come to and fro. Um, Another question to follow that up. Uh, noting the individuals that have visibly are are carry have carrying weapons like on their person, um, were was there any like signage saying that like hey like weapons aren't allowed here or is this being a like uh, I don't want to say unincorporated but like non empire and non uh, like dominion space is that like a thing? that people are just allowed to do or is this still a business and people can't just walk in and about go everywhere. You've literally seen no indication that people are being forced to surrender their weaponry here. And those of you who are wearing those people you've observed wearing like uh long sleeve jackets of any kind, even loosely mm-hmm. are most likely to conceal firearms. Okay, cool. Uh, to this point, the big ass knife is strapped to Florian's hip. And Florian is not the only person who is entering this tournament who has a weapon visible on their person. There are four other individuals that you can see inside the play area. Very clearly, you see Declan Shattersword, that Midrin man with slick-backed, kind of like long-ish hair that comes down to the nape of his neck. He's got a large, wide-shouldered, loose, kind of uh, over coat not overcoat but like a jacket uh with its sleeves rolled up to the elbows very 80s kind of look to him a bright uh kind of blue undershirt you've been told that he wears shoulder holsters of some kind to conceal gold-plated firearms he has a toothpick there hanging out of the side of his mouth yeah it's very miami vice Mm mm-hmm you see that there is a second midrian individual who is, if anything, more like mid-90s to Declan Shattersword's mid-80s. He's got a loud shirt with geometric shapes on it. He has these bright pants with neon stripes that seem to be changing colors uh, along the, the legs of him, like gamer lights for his pants. Oh my god. That is the natural evolution. <laughs> and How else are people going to know you're a gamer? When he speaks, you can see that there's some kind of LED light that shines out from between his teeth, from inside of Holy his mouth. Shit. Does he have, like, a an underglow kit for his teeth? You have no like, idea. He's definitely got some modifications happening here. Okay, what do I have to roll to know exactly what that is? Gaudy. You don't need to roll. Okay. <laughs> That's what that is. It's probably some kind of etheric, like modification to his upper jaw or lower jaw. You're not sorry. He might have had his tongue replaced with something that glows. That's something you could do in conceivably. 
Incredible. There is also a large ogre gentleman wearing a very sharp black and white suit. He has a shock of blonde hair that kind of like sticks up slightly from uh, his head. And he is wearing these big, dark sunglasses that obscure his eyes. You also see a Leon woman amongst the players. She is casually lounging at the table at being the only player who's already there and is kind of playing with a uh, umbrella in her drink, rolling it around the exterior of her glass. Like, is it already like, has the drink already been drank drunk? No drunk? drink hasn't yeah. been touched yet. Okay. Hmm. But there's like uh, an olive speared on a fancy umbrella. And so she's rolling the, the stick of the umbrella around the outside of the drink, the lip of the drink with the mm. olive kind of at the bottom. And then there is Florian, this cowboy looking cowboy. How <laughs> rhinestone cowboy, though? It's not. <laughs> it's not rhinestone cowboy. Um, what are we what are we even only, doing? <laughs> I know only because I don't think Florian owns that sort of stuff. Like, I think yeah. it's it's nice. Like, are we talking? Davy Crockett? Are we talking like, Man in Black? What? Where are we at here? I mean, okay, so if the spectrum is Rhinestone Cowboy to Man with No Name, kind of where are we on there? I was literally just about to say Man with No Name. No, okay. he doesn't look scruffy. Right. Like the Man with No Name. But it's like more pra- like, practical. Are we, are we doing Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? Yeah. That's okay. kind of more what I'm Going. Or are we shooting so, for big and rich? I don't know where we're at. Oh my god, we're not. Okay, wait. <laughs> I, Olivia, am shooting for big and rich. <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> is that an affront to real cowboys? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> it is. <God>. It is. <laughs> I've seen them in concert twice. Ooh. I'm jealous. Yeah. They probably put on a great show. But okay. Shay, from your position, you see much as the same as Amari, though you're less focused on the tactical ins and outs of the scenario and more looking at the people that are in the crowd around the area. It seems to be a lot of people who are... You see that there is a brisk trade of bets happening on the side of this whole situation about who is actually going to be winning. And there is a secondary kind of chip exchange cart that isn't trading chips out, but is there's a bookie there taking Mm -hmm. bets. Mm -hmm. So everyone here seems to be engaging in bets on who's going to win. And the odds seem heavily in Declan Shattersword's favor. I see. I see. This isn't being televised is it like i didn't accidentally crash the world poker tour did i if it is they're not being very upfront about it okay it's not like uh okay cool there's not (laughs) like a an announcer or whatever no you're you know you're being filmed because there is casino security here and there is very clearly little nodules in the corners of almost any space you're in that are going to be recording devices that feed into the main security system but there's no camera crew yeah like fucking whatchamacallit that online betting isn't sponsoring this event or whatever no as far as you know that's not the case Fucking DraftKings or whatever. DraftKings, yeah. Um, 
Oswald, mm. you find yourself in a palatial suite that overlooks the beach. There is... Ooh. It is basically just, like, one really big room that is slightly divided by what appear to be transparent walls. So you can actually see the entire suite, no matter where you are in the suite, but there are technically walls that divide the spaces. They just appear to be transparent at the moment. Okay, interesting. And Um. so you can literally, the the whole place with the way the walls are set right now, is a balcony looking out over the beach and the horizon. There is a humongous circular bed off to your left. A couple of walls separate you and it. There is a large, what looks like a basin of some kind, directly ahead of you. It's a big empty bowl in the space. You're not quite sure what purpose it serves. Mm -hmm. And... Again, off to your left, there is another space that appears to be some kind of, like, lounge area. There's a long, low couch and several large, squishy-looking chairs. And then directly to your right, there is a clearly a very well-stocked wet bar. Okay. There is personal detritus littered across this room. There are many garments of clothing that you do not believe at first glance belong to Mr. Shattersword, but... It's tough to say. People with their kind of physiology, who knows what they wear. No judgments coming from Oswald. (laughs) But there's also just like clearly like rumpled suit coats and all sorts of random bric-a-brac scattered about the room. Uh, On the actual broad uh, balcony that is beyond you. That looks out over the beach. You see that there are several chairs and also what appears to be a large stack of crates of some kind. You're not quite sure what's up with those. Okay. I imagine that I got in pretending to be some sort of custodial staff. Um, So he has a little has a little suit with a with an apron, maybe. Are Uh, you saying that is what you did to get in here? Yes, that I'm saying that is what I did here. Okay. Um, So. You are, uh, you have a little custodial coat. You also have a small little cart that you pushed into this space with mm-hmm. uh, custodial gear, and you may have smuggled some of your own personal effects into this space as well. Oh, sure, yeah. Um, um, so if you are making that fact, then we will be spending a void dice. I am fine with that. Okay. To let our listeners know how we'll be working through tonight's little heist is at any point the players may declare something as fact retroactively. That is normally the case of what they can do with experience points, but we're giving them a little bit more leeway for tonight's session and they can declare larger, more, uh, let us say, fantastical things in retrospect with the spending of a void dice. The more void dice they spend, the higher we go along a void track that I have in front of me here. And at certain points, when enough void dice are have been spent, certain events will occur. Depending on how many get spent throughout the evening, things might get interesting. But our first void die has been spent. That puts one in the void pool. Woo! All right. Well, since I'm here, I might as well start picking things up slash going through things. You know, it's a delicate balance of um, 
cleaning up, but also being nosy. Um, you are actually going to be cleaning the room. <laughs> well, a little bit, of course. You know, somebody comes now, in, I gotta actually. That's an- Interesting question. Uh, given what we know about the state of Os- any of given Oswald's personal, but but it has been established that Oswald's mess is sy- systematic. This is true. This is it's true. by design. It's, yeah. it's true. This is and Will, Will Graham voice. This is my. <laughs> and if we assume that Oswald has gone deep undercover, he's assumed the role of the custodial staff, and therefore has to play that role as well as he possibly can. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Is one, the... one might even call him some sort of funny butler. <laughs> yeah, you could you could say that. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah. Uh so yeah, I will go ahead and do um a general investigation check. I am going to work my way towards those uh, very enticing crates, uh, Mike. Uh, but uh, I'm also looking for general information about. Uh, obviously, I don't think we looked. We looked up um, uh, Ragna last time. I don't know if we looked up information on on Declan Shatter's sword. You did not. Um, so this is sort of a partially uh information gathering um uh, mission for me okay meanwhile while you begin poking around there and i'm assuming you're going to be putting together an investigation role of some kind so yes i'll cut away from you briefly while you figure out that dice pool Mm -hmm. because florian the pit boss is calling for the players to gather at the table for this game of queen's court um, do really do any of the players seem to know each other? It appears as though Declan Shattersword and the large ogre seem to have some kind of at least like you've you witness them nod at each other as though there's some familiarity there. The others, it's tough to say. The flashy, colorful, uh, Lighting affected Midrian seems to have like a crowd of fans off to the side and he's talking to them and signing stuff. And you can see occasionally he'll hold up his data pad as he leans backwards and like takes a selfie with uh, himself and one of his fans. Quick cue. How much like Pete Davidson does this guy look? (laughs) (laughs) On a scale from not Pete Davidson to Pete Davidson. (laughs) So imagine if you, like, had some kind of Dragon Ball Z-like fusion between Pete Davidson and PewDiePie. Okay. Oh, no. That's kind of on the spectrum we're working here. What unholy horror have you bought? (laughs) So it's Dead Mouse. (laughs) No, Reed. He didn't say that the guy's wearing a huge mechanical mouse head. Okay, sorry. Excuse me. The artist without the giant foam mouse head. I don't believe that exists. Yeah, I know. It's it's a figment of our imagination. And this person may have, like, 
done some kind of body modification to make the mouse head irrelevant. And that's where the, the glowing oh, mouth and the, the lighted pants are coming from. Oh, boy. But yes, the pit boss is calling the players over, so that glowing individual is wrapping up his fan interactions. Declan Shattersword is getting his drink. The ogre is adjusting his sunglasses and coming over to the table, and the Leon woman is already there. Uh, I'm gonna try. To, I'm gonna angle to sit one seat away from Declan. I don't want to sit right next to him, but I'm. I don't want to be like across the table from him either. I don't think. Okay. So you have the Leon woman separating you and Declan Shattersword. Uh, and I will kind of like again do a little hat tip and like a ma'am and mm-hmm. um. not introduce myself. I had to think about it for a second. Okay. The pit boss will begin to explain. Uh, apparently this game is being dealt by a pit boss specifically and not one of the elvish dealers you've seen in this place before. And this large midrin individual appears to be a stetter. They've got the pure black eyes like most stetters and stands nearly seven feet tall. He is explaining that this is a high ante game. The denominations of your chips are changing from what they are on the lower floor of the casino to a higher denomination up here. So you're going to have 100, 250, and 500 uh, jewel denomination in chips. Your total chip value at the start of this is going to be 5,000. That's what you have in front of you. And it's a winner-take-all sort of situation. They will... Continue play until there is one player left. So what if we just shoot all the other players? Oh my god. <laughs> Spend and enough void dice and maybe that'll... <laughs> make it a stick up. The hey, worst case scenario, we got a backup plan. <laughs> the pit boss dealer who is wearing a white long sleeve shirt and a black vest with that kind of same uh, crown-like emblem emblazoned along the breast. It looks to have inset rubies in the fabric itself to represent the little flames that are on the tips of the crown. We'll go around the table and ask everyone their preferred uh, nomenclature for the evening. One by one, the others will introduce themselves. You have on the far side, basically opposite you, Florian, you have the glowing Midrian who uh, introduces himself as Ricky Forte. There you go. uh... Uh, And he leans like forward on the table and looks back around as he holds his arm out and takes a selfie with himself and the table and the pit boss will cough and nod. And you see a security individual come up and take the data pad from him. Good. Doesn't snap it in half, but definitely like puts it into a small box and says that will be returned at the end of the game. Some big Mark Beaks energy. (laughs) The... Ogre is introduced as, uh, apparently he wants to just be called Shorts. This nine foot tall, tawny skinned ogre with the, the shock of blonde hair and the 
big black sunglasses. The big shorts. Attention, gamblers. You have uh, Declan just introduces himself as such. Then the Leon woman introduces herself as Talihania. Am I close enough to hear that? You could be close enough. If I had declared that I was. Yeah, you could. You have shuffled close yeah. enough to hear all these introductions easy enough. Okay. And when you hear that name, that kind of sets your. It's so. It's itchingly familiar. Like, why is that name familiar to you? Mm-mm. Okay. Mm. I have a D4 in knowledge. I, mm. I know nothing. I know guns. Guns and mech. It's not like a super common Leon name. So just like the fact that it's nagging at the back of your mind. It's just like, ooh, you've heard that name before. You yeah. just don't know where. Interesting. Okay. And then finally, it gets over to you, Florian. How do you introduce yourself? I'm going to just introduce myself as Florian. That's, that's, there's no, there's nothing to track there. Yeah. That's fine. So uh, when you introduce yourself as Florian, the pit boss will nod and will explain the rules of the game. It is just Queen's Court. Straight up. You know the rules of the game, everyone nods, the pit boss will still explain them regardless, just to keep everything on the board, Uh, but he will say that every round there is a 250, like, initial ante. And thus, the tournament begins. Shay and Amari, you are in the crowd as the first hand is dealt. What are you doing? Um, so I would like to, so I'm like right up at the front. I've like, you know, charmed and squeezed my way to the front, uh, up towards like right up at the velvet ropes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to carefully, uh, reach out with my etheric senses. Um, and I, would like to get a vibe on this uh, chem that we are looking for. Like, I know it's small, so I kind of have, even though I can't, like, obviously see into people's pockets, like, I have an idea of what it should feel like. Because I, 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 know, I know data chems. Sure, absolutely. Okay. So, um, okay. reach out and touch eighth, I'm assuming. Yes. Reach out, touch eighth. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, so that's a D6 for carefully. Uh, that is a D8 for that skill. Um, and, ooh, I gotta be so careful about using Aether in this room. Um, uh, I know Amari's gun has some in it. Mm-hmm. Amari, you have your gun on you? Well... Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> everybody else has guns. Yeah. Well, so okay. So here's a, I, I will I will add a void die um, to make a declarative statement that I went back and got my gun, um, seeing that there were other people um, around uh, carrying uh, like open carry their weapons. Because mm-hmm. um, if there's a shootout, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need that. 
Anything else? Like, uh, which gun, I guess? Oh, peerless. Okay. You yeah. got your fancy, strange gun that you took off the body of a dead cyborg. Love it. Hey, they've got fancy gold-plated guns and shit like that. I can have my cyborg gun. As you've strolled around this casino with Peerless uh, strapped to your back, it, it is a rifle, after all. Mm-hmm. Um, no one has really made a, a fuss about it. If anything, you've been approached by interested collectors. Mm-hmm. So uh, while you're up here, there are individuals who are uh, looking at Peerless in a way of like, oh, I've never seen a weapon like that before. Mm-hmm. When you first entered this space, you were approached by a couple of these individuals, but the most notable of which was Declaned Shattersword. He walked up to you and said, Hey there, Declan Shattersword. I don't think I've seen you around here before. You haven't. Oh, well... I'm uh, always happy to see new faces. Um, that's some interesting hardware you've got there. Yeah, it's a custom job. Custom? Um, mm. Don't mind me asking, uh, who, who did it for you? I'm always in the oh. market for uh, custom hardware. And he'll open up his own coat, and you see this like large handgun. Like, stupid large handgun. Yeah. A, a most people wouldn't have a handgun this big. Why not just have a large scatter shot or a rifle of some kind? Mm-hmm. And it is plated in gold. It has these veins of crimson athite running down its length. So you see these veins of red crystal just kind of throbbing inside the gold. And you can tell that this is a gun that's been heavily modded. Mm-hmm. And he will like look at it just like, nice, right? pretty sweet yeah so who did yours oh no i won this off a friend in a in a game i have no idea but i like the way it handles well could you uh would you mind if i took a look at it uh maybe some other time kind of on the on the clock right now oh yeah you here for business then Mm, so to speak yeah Oh, well, maybe we can talk after the game, then. Uh, if you're all about business, maybe I could convince you with a jewel or two to get a look at that butte there. Sounds like a plan. Sorry I didn't get your name. It's Greg. Greg, huh? Well, nice to mm. meet you, Greg. Declan Shatter's mm. sword. Mm. A classic Leon name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Greg. Mm-hmm. I was uh I was raised by Avia, so <laughs> should have introduced myself as Oswald Octave and Theophilus. <laughs> <laughs> so that memory gives you a small itch in the small of your back where the gun rests as you watch as the players mm-hmm. gather around the table. Mm-hmm. Um That puts us at two Mike. Mm-hmm. Just curious. Okay, cool. Our original declarative statements about where we were at weren't no part no, no, of that. No, okay, no. cool. I just want I was that was my own. Like, that was simply setting the scene. Cool. Yeah. If, we're, if we're going to have any declarative statements about you bringing stuff into the situation, I will allow those, and then I will also maybe tack on a little bit of narrative intrigue 
to establish those reestablish those facts. Cool. I like it. Um so what else can I kind of feel out anything else in here that's not attached to a greater system that like won't be fucked with if I just snaggle just one little itty bitty aether? There are plenty of sources of aether around you. Most of them are connected to the larger power grid of this place. There are plenty of personal sources of aether that you can kind of just sense around you. It's honestly a little overwhelming just how much aether is in this place. Yeah. But it is, there are plenty of like personal like data pads and weapons and ostentatious headgear (laughs) that probably has aether that you could take. Now, whether or not somebody will notice if their data pad suddenly goes dark, who knows? Most Take stuff the RGBs out of Ricky's mouth. <laughs> if you do that, he will die. It's true, which yeah. will be great it's like, um, it's for like, me personally. I hope so. Yeah, plugged into his nervous system. I'll mm-hmm. say. I'll say this: that what you initially sense, there isn't enough to where you could take something and have it not be eventually noticeable from any okay. one source. Okay. Yeah, I just want to add one more to my pool. So okay. Alrighty, so I'm rolling 3d6 and 1d8. And this is going to be a challenging difficulty, so 15 is what we're looking for here. So you're trying to determine the exact location of the data chem in question. Yes. Um, Okie dokie. So, no um, critical fail... uh, What's the... What do we call failures in this again? I like the name of it, so I like to say it. Oh, uh, failing spectacularly? Yeah, no spectacular failures. Um, uh, but sir, eighteen. Okay, sorry, 18. I forgot how to do math <laughs> again. A constant issue. Yeah. As you reach out and poke about with your etheric senses towards. Mm-hmm. Declan, you are immediately aware of the bright spots of Aether that are riding underneath each of his armpits. Those guns of his are very dangerous, if your senses are any indication. The fact that he's just having those ride underneath his arms is a recipe for disaster. Yeah. So, again, in worst case scenario, I'm just going to gobble that right the fuck up. See, the thing that I'm actually curious about is, is he just a collector and has no idea how to use them? Or does he actually know how to use them? Right? You are also aware of his personal data pad in his front right pocket. And in his jacket left pocket, there is a small access chem. You think it is for activating some kind of transport. Okay. So that's front right pocket. Uh, front left jacket pocket. Front, front right pocket is personal data pad, like phone. Okay. Front left jacket. Front left jacket. Front left jacket. Front left jacket. That's Ricky Forte's new hit. <laughs> As the first hand is being dealt and you are getting accustomed to the other players around you, Florian, you are 
slightly unsettled by the tension at the at the play area here. You're not quite sure. Like the stakes are high, but they're not that high. And so the fact that everyone is suddenly like very focused on the game takes you a little off guard. Even Ricky Forte, the prank, the incurable prankster of the bunch, is kind of squaring his shoulders and like sticking his tongue a little bit out of his mouth. And you can see now that it is the tongue that is glowing. And it seems to be an artificial tongue of some kind. Thanks, I hate it. That's the name of my new album. <laughs> artificial tongue? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, not quite sure what to make of that. Um, can I get anyone to kind of open up? Or is it literally like any any attempts at conversation are met with just like shut down no not necessarily who are you attempting to get to open up um who's on my other side from the the Leon woman uh yeah i believe you specify that that is declan no no no. so it's it's declan Leon woman me and then nobody who's on? Oh, okay all right the dealer i guess uh, yeah not nobody <laughs> the no-nonsense stetter dealer whose black eyes are unreadable as he flicks cards across the table. Okay, uh, then I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get Ricky Forte to like talk to me and be like, "What's your deal?" Basically, and Ricky Forte will talk to you. Okay, yeah. at it, at an length, easy, an easy mark in that. <laughs> And like, I, like I'll try to bring in other people to this. I'm gonna try to like bust this mood of like seriousness and see if I can't like make friends at this table. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ricky Forte is a let uh, let us say person, uh, metanet personality. He's an influencer. Yeah, he, yeah he is. Uh, he is a pop vid sensation. You have no idea what that is. Isn't that what uh, Oswald's sister is? We don't, as well? we, we don't need to. We don't need to bring up that. <laughs> just for my own edification. Yeah. Uh, don't you mean yeah. Oswald Octavian Theophilus the second? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Do you Good know, know her? I'm. I'm one of her biggest fans. <laughs> 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 need to know who's bigger, Ricky Forte or Oswald Octavia Theophilus II. 100% Oswald Octavia Theophilus II. Really? Okay. Ricky Forte deal. follows her. Yeah. yeah. They've interacted a couple of times on uh, uh, on Metabird, but uh, only like in passing. And at some of the conventions, they've maybe like uh, had photos together. <laughs> it is literally it's literally cursed actually i think it's it would be called uh sprite it's right. part of the terms of agreement <laughs> as you are talking to ricky forte it becomes really clear really quick that he loves talking about himself 
and he talks about his billions of followers. He talks about uh, how he is trying to live blog his vacation here, how he just is trying to take some time to disconnect and, like, recharge. And you are immediately aware of how dumb that sounds considering what he was just doing. Yeah. All right. Cool. So this guy... I'm gonna wipe the wipe the floor with this guy. I'm taking all of this dude's money. That's <laughs> okay. And that's actually gonna be my declarative statement for this round. I'm going to specifically <laughs> try to take. <laughs> I'll take a void die for that. Hundred <laughs> percent worth it. Gladly. Get him oh, out of yeah. here. Yeah. Fuck this guy. So over the course of the first round of play, you in talking to Ricky Forte are basically it's not a trick. He's clearly, he knows what he's doing, but he's doing it in such a way that you're prompting these further and further extremes of his betting that any smart player would know. No, no, no. You're clearly being goaded into betting. Yeah. Yeah. But Ricky Forte will say, uh, I don't know about this. What do you think, Florian? You think I should go for it? Yeah, man. I mean, if you think you can handle it. Oh, oh, Ricky Forte can handle it. Ricky Forte can always handle it. Okay, bud. <laughs> I like, like, I like that we heard that this guy has RGBs in his mouth, and we just were all immediately just like, like "Ew, <laughs> <laughs> I hate him." I mean, as someone who has a lot of RGB bullshit in their bedroom, I get it. I get it. Glowy things are fun, but like, <laughs> dude, <laughs> like when it's your whole personality, yeah. And he will click his tongue a few times, and every time he does that, you can see that the color changes. Ah. Uh, And, yeah, eventually there'll be a hand where he just goes, you know what? Go big or go home. And if I go big right now, I ain't going home. I still got a full week at this place. And he pushes all of his chips in. YOLO. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? (laughs) Florian, tell me what that means. Wow, Florian, that's so vintage. (laughs) Florian's like, I don't don't actually know what it means. I've just heard someone say it. That's good. That's good. Yeah, just say things. That's so, yeah, Florian, that's so vintage. The Leon woman is incredibly amused by the clear destruction of this younger Midrian person that you are uh, creating in this space. There's definitely a half smile from Declan Shattersword as well as he recognizes what he's doing. The ogre is completely unreadable. Oswald. Yes. You were investigating Declan's suite under yes. the guise of your janitorial costumage. You know it. Um so I, I'm assuming this is a uh example. This is a uh I'm assuming the higher I roll, the more information I get. Is one of those scenarios. 100%. Um, and so there's I, a low bar here of 15 as your. Gotcha. Um, so I am rolling an investigation, a D8, and a D10 in clever. 
Um, and then I'm using two Aether points. Uh, and I rolled uh, 17. Okay. Poking around the room with a 17, you don't get far before something Ooh. becomes immediately obvious. And that is the fact that the bed far to your left is occupied. Hello. There's a shift and there's no sound, which strikes you as odd until you realize that there are walls, intervening walls between you and the bed. But so you see this motion, this sinuous motion beneath rumpled sheets of somebody in that bed moving. You don't get a good look at them because you still got like some intervening space between you and the bed. But on the far side of the room with a couple of walls between you and there in this big, large circular bed, there is somebody in there, maybe asleep, maybe just resting. You don't know. But that is what you discover very quickly. Ooh. Oh, boy. All right. Um, don't panic. Um, you also f find out that the walls here are made of some kind of semi-transparent, upon closer inspection, uh, aethite. These are crystalline walls, the tint okay. of which can be controlled, most likely, from somewhere in the room. You do not know where that control is, though. Hmm. I'm going to want to find that, huh? Um, do they look like they're immediately getting out of bed, or are they just kind of, like, shifting? There was just a, a shift as the sheets like sinuously moved across a form in that bed. And that is what alerted you to the fact that that ain't no pillow. That is a person in there. Great. Well, um, as, uh, carefully and quietly as I can muster, uh, I would like to poke around and see if I can find, I would assume I would know at least the type of interface I'm looking for. I guess it could be anything. It could be, but, um, yeah, I guess I'll poke around f for that. Is there, is there a straight shot to the, to the deck? I, I'm actually very uh, curious about these crates that are out there. They're, uh, again, all the walls here are transparent. So figuring out exactly how to get to the deck, you know, those like invisible mazes you always end up running into in a Legend of Zelda game. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. So, like, you can see directly to the deck precisely where the door is to get out there. That's going to require some getting over there and maybe figuring that out. Okay. So, if that is the case, then I think finding the wall controls is is the most important thing. So, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus my um, investigation on trying to find that. Okay. Eventually, as you're poking around, you can see where those controls are, and they're in the next room over, the kind of lounge suite that separates yourself and the bedroom. Okay. All right. Um, do they, uh, looking at them, do they require some sort of um, uh, login information or anything, or can I just sort of access them? Looks as though it's just a panel, like, midway up through the wall. It seems to be some kind of broadly controls to the room. You think it probably has uh, climate control, probably controls the lighting of each individual space, as well as the transparency of the walls. Okay. 
Um, what are uh, are there any other? It's just just the transparency of the walls. That's the only setting that I can sort of fiddle. Well, obviously, like you said, the climate controls. But are there as far as like? Can I make the walls look like anything, or or is it just how clear and see? You can are? display media on the walls as well. Okay. Well, um, we are going to uh, start. At, gosh, this is a really cool room that you've you've designed, Mike, um, <laughs> or spontaneously come up with, I suppose. Um, yes, we're. We're just going to go ahead and just uh, adjust this the opacity of these walls so that I am no longer visible um, fiddling around in this room. Mm-hmm. Okay. What color do you make them? Great question. Um, what color is like? I'm just, it's like a really pleasant, uh, like soft, warm blue. I blue is a okay. co- is a cool color, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just a really, just a really pleasant. Um, and and you said I can can I adjust like sort of sounds and uh, ooh, There's does each room have uh, soundproofing? Again, you didn't hear anything when the person stirred in the bed, so you so maybe so. tough to say. And you okay. actually. You know that there is a concert happening out on the beach right now, and you can't hear it from inside. Excellent. That sounds great. Uh, okay. Um, well, now that I have uh, at least lessened the likelihood of somebody waking up and seeing me immediately, uh, I am going to go out onto the uh, deck first, and I'm going to take a look at these crates. Okay. Getting out onto the deck is easy. It, the door is in the room you are currently in where the controls are. It leads out from the lounge. Okay. And as soon as you open the door, you are immediately blasted by the sound of the concert happening on the beach. Gotcha. And the sound buries itself into the room as well for a hot moment. But while you slip outside and close the door behind you. And now that the walls are opaque... Looking back around, you don't know if that alerted whoever was in the bedroom. True. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, uh, nothing to do about it now. But you are out on the deck. There are several large crates in front of you. Uh, there are three stacked to your left. There is one just set in front of you, and there are a couple stacked to your right. They seem to have just been stored out here. Okay. Um... If I start to pry them open, what am I? What am I seeing in, in these so things? Prying involved. You touch a pad and they open. Okay. They are large, kind of ribbed, square containers. You touch a small pad on the front, and they will open at a touch. And as you open it up, you look inside, and you see a crap ton of grenades. Okay. They are military grade. They are clearly surplus from, you would guess, Zolkon, based on the make and model of these things. They look imperial. Okay. Grenades. Okay. And that's all three boxes, just a bunch of grenades. That was just the first one. All right. Well, we know what's in the first one. Let's see what's in box number two. 
Box number two is a longer rectangular box. Open up. It is a shoulder-mounted shard launcher. Think oh bazooka. My God. <laughs> Fucking javelin. Oh, what is, is this guy? Some sort of arms dealer? I mean, yeah, uh, like. It... Yeah. Okay. And uh, box number three, what do we got? Box number three appears to be large, what appear to be containment units of some kind, and each one has a biohazard symbol on it. Hey. There are six of them in total inside the third box. Six. Please steal some Geneva Convention breaking. Uh, fucking Geneva Convention doesn't exist here. I know. <laughs> uh, how big are these? Um, Each of the containment units are roughly maybe a foot tall, cylindrical, and maybe about six inches wide. All right, they're a third of my body mass. I can't, I can't be sneaking any of these out. Um, good to know, I guess. Uh, I've already learned so much, um, and I am going to. There are two more crates, by the way. There are two more. Well, let's mm-hmm. let's just open up all of them. Okay. The fourth crate is what appears to be some kind of attack drone. Okay. There is a control data pad nestled into the crate with it, and it appears to be something that looks like a cross between a spider and a peregrine falcon. Terrifying. We want this. I'm so sad that we're robbing this guy because he should actually become our new best friend slash arms dealer. (laughs) Slash patron. Okay, and uh, let's check the the fifth box. So excited. (laughs) The last box does not open at your touch. Ah. Uh, yeah. Secret And That's as it. you try to open it, there is a flash of green from the panel when you touch it. Hmm. Is that an indication of an alarm? Green is bad in this universe. Sure. Hmm. This last uh, crate is definitely the largest of the bunch. It is probably about as big as Florian. It's got another Florian in there. Maybe. There could be. I just literally uh, would say, like, there's a dude in there. <laughs> that's... You just think this is uh, probably keyed to somebody's personal etheric code, and so it is locked, as opposed to the other ones. Right. Um, so I would need his specific etheric code, I'm assuming, to get into this. Or uh, try to fake it with your own etherics. Uh, how... It's basically how like lockpicking etherically. It's not easy. You need to know what you're doing, mostly. And uh, this is not something that Oswald has ever done before, so it'd be some some Im- improvisation. If If I were to really start to hunker down and try and figure out how to do this. Maybe look up some guides on the archive or something. <laughs> uh, what DC are we looking at for, for this? It would be pretty incredible if you somehow pulled this out of your ass. We're looking at a thir- uh, 25. Sure would, sure would yeah. Um, okay. 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 This is this is interesting. This is... Uh... You also have that, that void die that you can roll to from your declarative statement earlier. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, and bump it up. We we have three, so it would bump it up to four, which would be our first mm-hmm. threshold. Yeah. Um, yeah, if this is something that Oswald has maybe done before, that might be a thing to spend a void dice on. What what crimes has Oswald committed in the past? This I mean, is completely up to you, my friend. Well, um, let's just say that I uh, dealing with uh, the difficulty that I, I dealt with with my sibling earlier caused me to want to look into this kind of stuff. Mm. Let's spend a void die um, so that I have refreshed or not refreshed but sort of uh, i have studied at least a little tangentially um uh, how to do this kind of thing okay there was a moment when after you had sealed your sibling into your private quarters back on the storm's repose in which yeah. you'd gotten a small innocent rabidly powerful AI child to do it for you, but you thought for future who knows what may the future may bring. So you might as well try to uh, figure this out on your own and yeah. looking into this sort of thing quickly led you down some not dark rabbit holes. There are definitely plenty of hollows on the metanet of people being like, and this is how you break into locks because you can look that crap up on YouTube in our world. There are plenty of locksmiths who do that sort of thing just for entertainment value. Yeah. So finding this sort of thing wasn't hard and learning about it was a little time consuming, but there was definitely a time in which as you were traveling aboard the Theseian to eventually get to the point you're at now, you were attempting to fiddle with the locks on some of the the doors inside the Tiresian. Mm -hmm. And Mara asked you, what are you doing? Um, I am just, uh, well, I I felt bad the other day. I I asked you to do something for me, and, um, well, I... If I'm going to be perfectly honest, Mira, I, you are very talented and very skilled, and out oh, of thank you. selfish, out of selfishness, I, well, I inquired you to help me when I maybe shouldn't have. I remember when I said that it was okay in this specific scenario because I say I said it was. I do. Well, I don't know if that is actually the case, and I, I just want to be honest with you. So instead of uh, ha- risking your safety by ha- asking you to do something like that again, I- I'm trying to teach myself how to do it. Um, it's complicated, to say the least. Oh. So in order to prevent somebody else from putting themselves in harm's way, you're teaching yourself new skills. Yes. Uh, I would rather uh, something happen to me than happen to you. Fascinating. I believe this is what is called selflessness. I suppose it is, uh, although it's it's best not to think too much about yourself as being selfless, because then it starts to be uh, veer into the selfishness. It's complicated. I was uncertain about the idiom in this particular instance, yes. Yes, well, um, I suppose you could at least give me some pointers, if you wouldn't mind. 
Oh, gladly. And she does. And so those pointers of Mara telling you about how you can wiggle your etheric signature about in such a way is now coming to the surface as you're fiddling with this locked crate. When you do finally open it, you are confronted with something both shocking, upsetting, and somewhat unfortunate, given who is currently sitting at the table with Declan's Shatter Sword. As you stare down at the ceremonial taro armor in this crate that probably once belonged to a religious figure of one stripe or another. Okay. Meanwhile, back at the game, we have four void dice in the void pool. And out of a door near the back of this room, from the service entrance, you see a tall, black-eyed Midrian woman in a slinky dress appear. She walks straight out of the swinging back door, and Ragna Favors End begins to observe the game personally. She will walk around and seems completely to disregard the red rope and will slink up next to Deckland and place a possessive hand on his shoulder just as the last of Ricky Forte's money is being shoveled towards Florian and some of the other players at the table. She will stare with her similarly black eyes evenly across the other players and smile and say, I hope you're all having a good evening. And the other players will nod courteously towards her, Florian. Okay, yeah, me too. I was going to be like, does nobody else acknowledge her? <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, you know. Yeah, thank you, ma'am. Polite, Do not let Declan to... bully you too much. <laughs> bully. Uh, I'm and she gonna... will, her gaze will turn towards you, and her smile will deepen. <laughs> no, wait. That wasn't in a Southern accent. <laughs> um, oh, that happens regardless of whether or not you make oh. a joke. Oh, God. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna kind of, I'm gonna try to play it cool, and Florian gives her, like, as as charming of a of a smile as I can do, and, like, under the circumstances, and just kind of okay. deferentially nod to her again. As Miss Favor's End has now entered the proceedings, Amari, Shay, what are you doing? Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> exactly. I'm still kind of taken aback by almost calling the, the contents of that uh that chest <laughs> a little bit. Just like, oh my god. Um, but no. Uh Amari has slowly like made his way around the room over towards that elevator 
and just am like posted up near it watching people going in and out. The public one or the private one? The private one. Okay. That is away from the game, just so you know. It is how far away from the game? Maybe a hundred feet. Damn. Okay, I thought it was closer. Shit. Um, yeah, there's the, the there's the private door that's right next to the table that leads back into mm-hmm. a service corridor, and there's the elevator that the, like the chip cashiers have been using uh, that mm-hmm. is kind of out uh, along the balcony away from the table where the game is happening. Oh, okay, that's the one I meant to go to. That's that's okay. A closer right? Yes, absolutely. The, the that is okay, the door yeah. that Miss Favors End just came out of. Yep, I want to go make my way towards that. Please okay. and thank you. Yeah. Uh, standing nearby there, you're it's like standing near the back room of a restaurant. Like there are workers mm-hmm. who are going to pass by you who are going to give you looks. No one's going to say anything because you're a customer, apparently. But there's definitely like people who know that you're there. Mm. Yeah, it's fine. And there's definitely a moment where the security will glance at you. But then when you don't make a move to go in there, they'll kind of turn back and keep surveying the crowd mm-hmm. perfect okay shay i doing what am i doing kind of wish amari hadn't walked over there but come hang out just come 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 over here I was, i'm just on the other side of the room we have um, intercoms too we have communications between each other are, are, right are people able to yeah that actually brings up a, a valid point yeah. uh are are people able to communicate at all while at the table or in the room? Um, I'll say you've all got like, you, you can talk, but whether or not you're being observed while you're talking, it depends on where you are. Yeah. Right. If Florian just starts mumbling to himself at this Queen's Court table, it might draw some attention. Sure. I do think I'm going to like text uh, Amari saying that the i'm just gonna say um ricky forte's new hit frontless left jacket yeah <laughs> i'll send him a link to ricky forte's new hit front left jacket pocket um okay. no um no what i'll like i'll do it in uh you know how um i'm not sure how clocks work here if there was ever an analog clock if that's still some sort of designation um, but like, yeah, because sundials are what start it, and then they turn okay, into a, right, a right, clock. Right, right, right. Um, so I will say, uh, nine o'clock pocket. Nine o'clock pocket. Okay. <laughs> Amari, Amari, immediately facing? looks to his own nine o'clock. It's a wall there. <laughs> no um yeah like i'll just respond with mine or his his okay cool <laughs> got it yeah and it's not in your pocket yet i'm <laughs> no <laughs> it's, it's not in your pocket yet well no i'm just like me like yeah i don't i don't know specifically if i'm facing him if i'm behind him or like Who's, I just want to know who's nine o'clock, which is great. His nine o'clock. No, and Shay says, his, it's not in your pocket yet. I'm not that good. <laughs> 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 I 
I just respond with a bunch of emojis, like hands, okay. emojis, and then car keys. <laughs> Florian, there are four players left at the table, but Miss Favor's End is now observing the proceedings from very, very close. Um, I'm just going to trust that everyone else has this in hand and I'm just going to keep playing and I'm going to try to avoid <laughs> avoid I, like without without completely changing the kind of like you know trying to get people to open up and chat and be like friendly at the table um, I'm gonna like try to stay under her radar at the same time without like just completely shutting down so I'm still talking to people but it's definitely like okay no antics, like with the. Uh, yeah, and it story. seems like the other players at the table probably wouldn't fall for that sort of thing. Yeah. The the Leon woman who introduced herself as Talihania uh, is definitely the most talkative of who are left, but Declan is most certainly willing to carry on a conversation, especially when prompted by Miss Favor's End, because she is engaging in the conversation you're having now as well. And nobody is about to tell her otherwise. Yeah. For sure. So there are um, definitely oh. a couple of leading questions from her about people's backgrounds, where they're from, what brings them here. Was going to ask that. Um, Florian is going to be, like, as vague as possible without being, like, outwardly, um, you know, he's not going to evade any questions, um, but is definitely going to like, you know, from the Eastern reach is, ba- is I'm basically going to imply that like, I am involved in like some sort of, I'm not the son of Womack, but I'm involved in like one of those type of companies. Like, okay. Some kind of yeah. corporate interest. Yeah, cor- yeah, involved in some sort of corporate interest out in the far reaches of the Eastern Reach. And I mm. will be a little, like, wink-wink, nudge-nudge about what, what exactly my involvement is, but... You get a, a crosswise comment from Declan that is along the lines of... Lots of space to play around out there in the east these days. Plenty of room to make a few jewels on the side. Uh, that is... Uh, that has been my experience as well, sir. Or that Which has been my experience, sir. Spark a comment from Talihania saying that so long as they are willing to pay taxes to the right people, so if they wish to proceed on more populated worlds... And that sparks a question from Miss Favor's End, which leads you down a trail that seems to imply that Miss Hania is a representative, or at least is somehow connected to the hegemony. Yeah. I... Shocker, I know, right? Yeah. The ogre, who is named Shorts, is taking part in none of this conversation. And you don't think you've heard him say a word since the word shorts. So. Is it like if people ask him questions, he just doesn't respond? 
or is it just like he gives non-committal he... grunts? Okay, yeah. How is he doing? Pretty good. He's not. Nobody's like quite pulled ahead yet. There's definitely a sense that like Declan just managed to take advantage of Ricky Forte getting bumped off the game. Um, mm-hmm. Thanks in part to Florian's kind of egging on. So mm. he, at least in terms of chip value, Declan is in the lead right now, but no one's necessarily going broke just yet besides gotcha. Ricky Forte. Um, and another quick question, less for myself and more for reference for Amari and Shay. What side of Declan is Miss... Oh my god, I've already forgot. Favor hands? Favor's end. Favor's end. I was like, that can't be right. Favor hands is someone else. Yeah. She is on his right side and has a possessive hand on the back of his head and is like slowly curling her fingers through his hair. And like occasionally like it looks like she is gripping the back of his head. God damn, you guys. I we're in pup. Ma'am, this Thanks is a chilies. <laughs> what the what the fuck? Is this allowed? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> uh that's awesome. And okay. and he is just trying to like laugh and play it off like this is totally normal. He's in trouble. Blink twice <laughs> if you need help. Oh my god. Uh okay. Oswald. Yes. You stare down at a ceremonial set of taro armor. Uh-huh. It is unfortunate that you recognize its make. Not oh unfortunate because of the knowledge you possess. That is something you are quite proud of most days. True. It is unfortunate because recognizing this armor is to recognize something that helped start the shattering. This is zealot armor. Zealots are a type of warrior created by the Dominion to counter the most dangerous weapon in the Empire's arsenal, the Magus. Now, as opposed to the Imperial Magus, these demigods with unbelievable powers to wipe out entire worlds... Zealots were something similar in the service of the Minos Dominion, but they didn't quite have the staying power of a Magus. They were used up and burnt out, and they went out in a blaze of glory most of the time. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, it was one of these types of soldiers that killed the Empress of the Conus Empire and started the shattering. Okay. It is armor like this that empowers those individuals for a short amount of time with unbelievable etheric potential. Okay. The fact that it's just sitting here it's you're you've basically opened a nuclear bomb. Oh. Just good. Slowly just I'm gonna take a picture and then I'm just gonna slowly just close that very carefully. 
Uh I like the image of Oswald lowering the lid and then lifting it up really quick to take a picture. (laughs) Very important, yes. Oh, shit, I forgot something. Yeah, you know there's more to it than just the armor. You don't know the entirety of the ins and outs of what it takes to make a zealot, but a yeah. it, the armor is a part of it, and it's very distinctive. It is this very draconic-looking helm that would fit over a bovine head. It is these like large, swirling gold and crimson pauldrons over a, a suit of what looks kind of like power armor, and you know that the armor itself would be powered by rods of pure, unfiltered athium, so like raw radioactive metals, basically like jamming plutonium into the Iron Man suit. Gotcha. So, Oswald, hmm. Christmas is coming up if you are looking for gift ideas. Where am I going to stuff this? And uh, that thought immediately makes you glance back at the previous box with the biohazard containment silos in yep. them. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, good to know. Um, I assume some have gone missing. Uh, throughout the destruction of the Dominion. A lot of Uh, stuff has gone missing throughout the destruction of the Dominion. This is post-Cold War, like, breakaway Soviet Republic wholesale stuff. Jesus, this is, uh, some heavy-duty shit. Um, okay, uh, can I message Amari uh one i think uh ragna might be here because somebody's in his bed mm-hmm. you're just texting True. me or you're talking like calling well uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna text um can i use can i try to use cryptography to send mm. I want to send I want to send a message to Amari about what I found without it setting off any sort of uh, alarms from people who may or may not be paying attention to comms in this building, if that makes any sense. Just do it with emojis. It does. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Cryptography, technically. Yeah. 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 The act of. Creating and deciphering. Wide eyes emoji, mushroom cloud emoji, uh, suit of armor minotaur emoji. emoji, suit of armor emoji. Dragon emoji? Dragon it could emoji. be anything. Dragon plus bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I could just be, mm, I don't know how, yeah, I guess I could be vague about it, but this seems like something Amari should know about. Um. And I guess, yeah, who, how would you send that? Is it to his private data pad, or are you trying to... Um, yeah, I guess it would be his private data pad. Um, seeing as that's how... I don't know if that's how we agreed to, to communicate. Yeah. If, if somebody's able to monitor those, you're in way deeper shit than you had initially thought. Very true. Um, 
yeah, I'm going to uh, inform Amari as to what I have found at his domicile. Okay. So Amari, you are informed that it is possible that Ragna Favors End is inside Declan Shattersword's room. You know that one's not true. But also that Zealot armor has been found on the premises. And you have seen firsthand what those things are capable of. And it's not good. Yeah. Um, basically, I don't know. If I can respond back, just like, you need to go. Be not there. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I will message back. Uh, need to find where his ship is. Then I'll leave. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll also like respond back saying that Ragna is here. Who is there? No idea. <laughs> you should go find out. You should just go, just kind of pick your little bird face around the corner and just see I mean, if you can we, just. We saw the two of them with a third person who mm -hmm. was also yeah. part of their little, like, coterie. Yeah. Yeah. But what if it's even better? What if it's like Oswald, Octavian, Theophilus II? Whoa. Just what if? Don't know how that would work for anything's yeah, possible with the power of void dice. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah. if it is, that would be excellent blackmail. This is a great <laughs> idea. All right. Hey, go get Jeez. some dirt. You don't know who's in there. It yeah. might benefit us. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to. Yeah, just leave. <laughs> close that back up. Let's not mm -hmm. worry about it too much. Uh, I'm very worried, and then I guess I'll try and make my way back inside as quickly and quietly as possible. I know there will be some sound that'll come in, but, you know, uh, I'll do my best. Okay. So you open up the door and get in as quick as you can, and as the door is closing, you hear a voice from the other room say, Declan, is that you? Florian? Yes. You are continuing to play this game, and you glance to the side, and you see a shocked expression cross Amari's face for a moment as he's checking his personal calm. There's definitely some furious texting going back and forth over there. I'm going to kind of cut eyes at Shay to see if it's, like, the two of them texting. And then it's not, and I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Something has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> Shay, when Florian glances over at you, what are you doing? Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Just chilling? Yeah, I'm very chill right now. Very mm -hmm. chill. I'm cool. I'm chill. Um, I'm hip. I'm cool. Uh... Because, like, I think, like, as soon as um, Ragna walked in, Shay was like, I'm going to get my cursed hands past that lady. I think Shay is just staring at Declan very intensely. And as you do, there's a moment between hands as the cards are being shuffled back up when 
Declan will glance up and make eye contact with you. And what does your expression look like when he glances up and locks eyes with you? I I think that it passes off as like a oh my gosh, he's looking at me because it's it's like Shay is very flustered in that moment because they've been staring at him trying to work out how to fucking grab these stupid keys that they're not expecting him to look over. And he will look at you and there's like this shit-eating grin that crosses his face and he will kind of like lean back a little bit and Ragna will accept his head a little bit and she'll lean down and their faces will be right next to each other and you can hear them or see them exchanging whispers, but you can't hear what's being said. Oh, wait, this is perfect. Yeah, wait, actually, I think I can work with this. <laughs> and then you see her look up and glance at you and kind of, like, eyes going up and then going down as if they're, like, just taking in everything. Uh, And kind of trying to roll with it, Shay will kind of, like, kind of playing into the bashfulness and, like, kind of, like look away for a second. I thought you were going to say you'd give the peace sign. That would have been <laughs> so good. As you bashfully look away and then like kind of glance back, you see that Ragna Favors End has kind of detached herself slightly from Declan. She's still like has an arm outstretched and, a, and fingertips on his shoulders possessively. But she is taken a couple of steps away and is now staring intently at you. And there is this it's a tough expression to read. You're not quite sure what's happening behind those black eyes. But there's this intent towards you. You can feel a focus kind of funneling down towards you from her. And Amari, you're not sure what you're looking at here. Yeah, I have no idea. I've watched like a bunch of people just look at each other a whole bunch and say absolutely nothing. Like, I, I don't know what's happening here. Was this a Sergio Leone film? Yeah. <laughs> you see Miss Favors End like lift a very well manicured hand up to uh, about shoulder height, the one that's not touching Declan, and suddenly there's a server like, coming right at her as though somebody was standing by anticipating if she motioned for something. And mm -hmm. she will say a few quiet words to the server, and the server will uh, scuttle off and then start wheeling towards Shay. Um, what's the fire alarm situation in this place? Readily accessible to pull in any <laughs> given... Room. I mean, this is clearly like a high-end place. You'd expect they want to preserve their investment, so sprinkler system should be ready to go everywhere. It's true, except that most fire extinguishing systems in this universe usually revolve around getting rid of the oxygen in a given space. It's usually simpler than dumping a bunch of water somewhere. Oh, I'm not worried about water. I'm just whether or not there are fire uh, uh, alarms uh, to pull. No, not necessarily. It's more about heat detection and not about smoke detection. So there's no, there's little, no convenient little, little lever to pull. No, this fucking universe sucks. <laughs> God damn it! 
You assume there's uh, probably controls for that sort of thing somewhere, but there is no yeah. big white lever conveniently on the walls nearby. Damn it. Damn it. That's that's a safety hazard, honestly. Um, they'll be hearing about that from for space a place Asia. that yeah. just allows open carry of weapons. You're worried about the <laughs> fire suppression systems. Hey. Yep, a place called the Five Flames should have it. <laughs> um, okay, uh, question: uh, Is the balcony like visible from where we're at? Mm-hmm. I'm guessing I would be underneath it at this point. Uh, so Next. there is the, the main floor of the casino, mm-hmm. the second floor, which you are currently mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. is mainly a ringed balcony around the entire mm-hmm. main floor, looking down on the main floor mm-hmm. receded away from the balcony are these little alcoves with private tables. Mm-hmm. You are in the largest of those alcoves. Okay. And specifically you yeah. are on the far side interior of the alcove next to the service door. Okay. Is there anything this this messes up my plan? Um, Geography usually does. Yeah, it does that shit to me. <sighs> damn. Okay. Uh, in that case, uh, are people watching the door? Like, are people watching watching the door? Not necessarily. Okay. There's security. Um, nearby but not standing or literally on top of the door no okay are there is there clear signage for the restrooms yes they Damn. are out back on the the balcony oh well uh hmm. uh how hard would it be to just kind of slip through this door without people noticing while everyone's I, watching Ra- uh, ragna i think the dice usually adjudicate these sorts of things yeah yep 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 this definitely sounds like some kind of covert ops. Covert ops, and uh, I think so swift or quiet are what we're looking for here in terms of tactics. Yeah, like maybe a, careful. Some, yeah, something like a uh, my my talent being like a spooky shadow. Uh, that sounds like a very good talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here, and careful swiftly. Quietly. Um, I think I'm trying to be quiet in this instant. That's probably very good. Yeah, let's go uh, D. We've got a D8 and a D6 here. Um, that D12 we, I got from my declarative statement for that void mm-hmm. die, I can use that anytime I want, right? Correct. Okay, I'll, I will throw that on there as well. Using that doesn't add to nope. our count, right? Okay, cool. Fantastic. And why not let's throw an Aether die on there as well. So I've got another D6 there. It's, it'd be so incredible if you could slip in here unseen. So 25 is what we're looking for here. 25. Can I even get to that? That's 20 and 12. So 32 is my maximum. I could get. Um, that's a 12, 16, 21. Fuck. 23. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's broken. There's an easy way to... Yeah. This, adding this void die, if if I choose to use a void die on this, d- again, doesn't add to the 
the declarative statement counter. Oh, right. It, it's all the same pool, baby. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, sure, why not? You're accepting the shortcut of the void, and there will be consequences. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that's a six on that. So, all right, that gets uh, us there. So, yeah, there is a moment 29. that you see open up in front of you as all the attention of the service staff is focused on Miss Favor's end as she makes a gesture and says a few words. And in that moment, you take the opportunity to just take a couple of quick steps backwards through the swinging door, and suddenly you are in an access hallway, and no one appears to be the wiser. Perfect. Shay, you have a server approach you and ask you for your drink order, compliments of the lady of the house. My gosh. Um, okay. I want to impress her. What do I order? <laughs> Tequila shots for the room. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, That's a fucking alpha move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. Um, how about, um, uh, what's the, dr- is that, what's the drink called that's, uh, like grapefruit juice with champagne? Is that? Uh, the one that Lainey makes, what was that on her, her little drink menu? I almost had a Greyhound bone. You're talking like mimosas? But with grapefruit juice? That's that's just like a grapefruit mimosa. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah, it's like a grapefruit mimosa. And yeah, Greyhound, uh, Greyhound is what I thought too, but that's Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that gets... I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) That gets served up to you and is brought out very quickly. Um... Amari, you are in a service corridor. There's a, mm-hmm. a long corridor that stretches out to your left and to your right. You can see that there are colored lines on the wall that probably have something to do with navigating this place. You don't know what the colors mean, but there is a red, a blue, and a purple. I like red. I do like red. But... um yeah, let's go purple. Okay, purple goes to the right. Let's go to the right. You head off towards the right. The other two lines go back the other direction. Mm, so. Okay. Heading off that way, you hear the door flapping behind you as somebody comes back into this corridor as well. But then, like, glancing over your shoulder, you see they're going very quickly in the opposite direction. Mm, they seem okay. to be the server that had just been talking to Shay. Heading off down the purple line, you find yourself moving towards a large open space that seems to be in the intervening space between the hotel itself and the casino, because the two buildings are kind of conjoined, but this seems yeah. you seem to be somewhere in the walls between the two different buildings. Weird. Okay. Very like Disneyland behind the scenes kind of stuff. Got it. And you're passing doors to your left and to your right that you think open up into different alcoves or spaces in either the hotel or the uh, the casino. Are any of them marked? Or are they just like okay? If you know, you know. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Yeah. Do you keep on keeping on? Um. Well, I feel like this isn't presenting what I 
necessarily want. If I keep going, it might, but I'm looking for some sort of like kind of like security hub. And I, so for some reason, I don't imagine it is just kind of like next to all of these access doors. You've only moved some, a few, like, like not very far. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, so well, then keep on going. Like if I've been okay. like, it's like 10 feet, then yeah, I'll keep going. Okay. Yeah. It is slowly curving to your right. So you think this whole place is uh, cylindrical and you know, the casino is, so you seem to be mm-hmm. going around the outside of the casino at this point. Okay. And eventually the doors on your left stop being apparent. So you think you moved past the perimeter of the hotel and now you're just seeing entrances into the casino. And eventually you see the soft glow ahead of you of some kind of probably screens of some kind. You think you're okay. about to come around a corner into a larger space, but you don't know what's there. I will approach uh, st- stealthily maintaining okay. my current like creeping along like the inside of the wall. You slowly peek your head around and you can see that there is a large oval room. There's another corridor leading out on the opposite side of where you are, and it appears to be full of screen banks being monitored by Midrians mm. in this place. And they're looking okay. at all the different camera angles in this place. And there's six people in here. Okay. And occasionally like they monitoring. will touch a comm at their ear and say something softly into it, seeming to be talking to somebody on the casino floor. Um. So if they had potentially seen me, they I'm guessing they probably would be expecting me to show up. And the fact that no one sees me, even though I am being stealthy, lets me leads me to believe that no one kind of saw me or at least cared. So far. Yeah, so far. Um, okay. Um, this just seems to be like a CCTV kind of hub. Seems to be the Is case. There anything, does there appear to be anything else? that I can discern from this room or you can see that there is some kind. There's a, like I said, six people, three of them are facing North. Three of them are facing South. So there's these big banks of monitors that they're both monitoring. If you were very, very careful, you could maybe slip between the two because they both have their, the groups of three have their backs to each other. Mm. No talking, no friendship. But there's a low chatter in the room, and yeah, they seem to be monitoring the entirety of the casino. This seems to be purely dedicated to the casino, mind you. There are no cameras, at least in this space, that seem to look into the hotel. Okay. Well, if they're recording everything, it would be interesting if I could slip in and pick up the like hard drive for this specific date. Just kind of yank that out, but I don't know if that's exactly how. Uh, again, that we're in high fantasy space land. I don't sure. know if yeah, I can just pop in and just be like, yeah, it's that one right there. Yoink! There would probably be data cams that all of these are feeding into to save mm-hmm. as a record, but finding exactly which cameras you would want because there's probably multiple hard drives, yeah. as it were, yeah. for any Redundancy. given day. Okay. Well, let's not uh, poke the bear in this specific instance, then. I will avoid this room. I now know where it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lisman, I know I know uh, the, the hand gesture you're doing. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sneak up behind them and give them a neck massage. Right. Yes. Yeah. Got it. Fatal neck massage. Fatal neck massage. 
Um, yeah. Okay. Well, in that case, I will move on to, I guess, a different color. Okay. Do you go back. back the way you came? Now nah, I'm going to keep going around. It's a circle. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Try to slip between the two sets of chairs, kind of like moving very quietly between okay. these two people, two sets of people. I'm a cat. Mm-hmm. I am stealth. I am wearing lots of black now. Uh-huh. You are literally. Oh, but there's so many jingly bits from your belt. <laughs> they're weirdly, they're weirdly not jingly. It's it's amazing. Yeah. They've got protagonist um, and plot armor <laughs> uh, like vibes going on. Florian, you're aware now of the fact that Amari is gone. You don't know when he vanished. You don't know where he went, but he is no longer around. Shay, you are also aware of this fact. As you glanced around, you did not, you don't see him anymore. You are quickly served a drink, and there is a, like, gracious nod from across the room where uh, Ragna favors and has detached herself from Declan finally, and is beginning to start to talk to people in the crowd and she seems to be slowly making her way towards you gotta make it look intentional yeah Florian you can now you're pretty sure that Talihania is going to be the next person out of this game she is not betting recklessly but she's also not making any gains so she's continually losing money during every ante and not really Recouping those losses. Okay. Um, I don't know. I would like you to give me a roll to see how well you are doing. Yeah. Can I use any skills to help myself out with that? I would, in fact, encourage it. That's good. Um, based on what you just said, I'm going to have the skill be influenced because I'm assuming... Or I, yeah, I think I'm like kind of reading the flow of the game and like trying to put pressure like on people when you know when necessary. Um, and I'm also gonna toss a little aether on there because I don't really want to lose all of our money. How much Aether are you putting into this? I am going to use three. Okay. Nice. I'll say our baseline here for just basically breaking even is 20. <laughs> okay. I'm beyond that. Um, let's see. That's 20 plus 12 is 32. Okay. You are doing well. Even as far as all of this goes, you're getting the best of Miss Hania as well as shorts on a regular basis. Declan is a cagey player. He never tries to outstay his welcome in a given hand. And he seems to be very good at reading people's tells. You don't even know if you have any tells, but he seems to be at least aware of when you're bluffing. 
And is he, is he giving up anything? Like, I don't know. Is one eye bleeding <laughs> occasionally? <laughs> if he has any obvious tell, I mean, he doesn't have any obvious tells. But if he has any tells, you haven't picked up on them yet. Okay. The so same. Saying he's a robot. I, the one who resembles a robot is the ogre. He has given away nothing. And in equal measure has lost hands and won hands with a robotic stoicism that is beginning to become unnerving, honestly. As you're continuing to play, it, like I said, quickly becomes obvious that Tali is going to be the next player to go out. And she is very aware of that fact, but she is still playing with a kind of curled smile at her lips She seems to be here for the enjoyment of the company and being seen, not necessarily because of any kind of monetary gain. I was just about to ask, it's like, it doesn't seem like she's panicking about losing money at all. No. Okay. Seems like everyone who's here can afford it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, if she's hegemony, then. Okay. She will begin asking, as it becomes clear that she's probably going to be the next player out, what your... If your business interests take you as far as vast plain. Uh, I have not had the pleasure myself, though I do have a number of acquaintances from <laughs> your area of the galaxy. Uh, oh, really? No. Like who? Anyone I might know? I don't, I don't think so. I, uh... <laughs> Keep my name. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I do not mention Amari by name. I'll just kind of like talk her, you know. Okay. No, who, little old me? No, I don't know anybody famous from Fastplane. Mm. More rough and tumble types who I hang out with. Declan will say, you know who I saw here earlier? You wouldn't believe it. Amari Kelrakasa. Speaking of God, the vast plane. son of a fucking <laughs> bitch. Are you kidding me? <sighs> I didn't think it was him at first, but I double checked, found his picture online. Sure enough, he was around here somewhere just not too long ago. I don't know where he got to. What? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Um, I know what Florian's reaction to that is what is uh, Tally's reaction to that Uh, she kind of has the same coy smile but you definitely see her eyes like get a little wide for a second and go oh really that is fascinating it's not it's not fascinating go about your business (laughs) yeah And Declan will say, he had the most intriguing piece of hardware on him. Truly something. I'd never seen anything like that before. Is this, uh, is this some sort of celebrity? And I'll kind of like reference where Ricky Forte is, I'm sure, still holding court in this area. And he seems uh, to be engaging in some kind of shot contest with several other people. Nice. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, this this Amari, is he some sort of, like, famous person? And 
Miss Hania will kind of glance down at her cards and fold kind of offhandedly, losing the last of her chips. And she will say, Celebrity is maybe putting it strongly. Infamous is maybe the word I would use. It depends on who you ask, I think. Um. Certain members of the matronage would definitely like his exploits front and center. <laughs> Poor Florian, like, oh no. Um, but, uh, no, Florian will just kind of politely nod and like, ah, okay, yeah, interesting. Take and I think that is me. So, I hope you all have a good rest of your evening. I think that will do it for me, though. Mr. Florian, Mr. Deckland, Mr. Shorts. And she will stand up and leave. And then there were three. And as the dealer calls for a short break, as the rest of you split up your chips. He announces that the antes will go up in the next phase, and you can readjust your seating so it's not so awkward and stilted anymore. Oswald. Yes. A voice has called out. Mm-hmm. Declan, is that you? Um, uh, room service. Is somebody there? And... As you watch, a tall, black-eyed woman will come out from the room, and you see the robe-clad form of Ragna Favor's End look at you muzzily and say, I don't think you work here. And I think we will have to figure out what that means next time because as always you can find us online at matcomrpg on twitter and instagram you can also email us at materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com we always love hearing from all of our listeners you can find me on twitter at cryoutolivia i am always there talking about D and other rpgs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff so come hang out you can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer, doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at The Readamus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at MKGorgoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always, the world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.